0: Welcome to the Alpha Female Chronicles Podcast. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of the Alpha Female Chronicles Podcast. My name is Lindsay. I'm the author and creator of the blog, the podcast, and the book Alpha Female Chronicles, which is available now. Today, I am joined by my partner in crime. I want to call him my ride or die and my MVP, (laughs) Demi. Hi, how are you?
1: I'm pretty good, thank you. How are you been?
0: I've been busy, busy promoting my book.
1: Yeah, I finally got, guys, if you do not have this book, like, please make sure to get it. This is amazing. Congratulations again, Lindsay. This is a work of art, basically.
0: Thank you, thank you so much. Um, It's been a year in in the making and um, it was a very interesting process. It wasn't as difficult as I expected it to be, but it did uh, require a lot of uh, effort and uh, it it, it wasn't soul-crushing. Um, it was the, a process that I, sh- I should have uh, started a long time ago, but now is the right time, uh, and I'm very happy that it's out now and people are buying it. And um, yeah, people can buy it on the Freeze and Press website, and uh, you'll have more information on the YouTube channel on the website as well. So on today's episode. Mm-hmm interesting conversation based on the poem a guy like you that is featured in my book page 22 page 22 guys <laughs> follow along with us so this poem was written in 2008 and is it is based on real events as all of the poems in the book um this poem reflects a situation i was in Back then, a situation in which um, there was a young man who manifested an interest in me, contacted me on Facebook. I, I think we had um, mutual friends, and he read some of my posts on my blog, and he he was interested. In, he, he was interested in my writing process. He was a musician at his church, and he he kind of used his experience as a musician to kind of make a a link between Mm -hmm. his art and mine. And he wanted to pick my brain to see like, oh, have you ever considered writing songs? And how do you go about writing a poem? Like, oh, was like, oh, we should meet up and discuss. And which I thought was kind of sly, you know. (laughs) He, he, He was shooting his shot. Yep. You know, you have to respect the man who shoots his shot, you know, that was very bold of him, very confident of him. So I said, why not? However, at mm-hmm. the time, there was another young man that I, I was interested in, and that young man, I knew he was interested in me, but... This is the kind of situation I was in. So I'm going to read you the, the, first, the first stanza of the poem to give you a better idea. A guy like you, but not quite you, is who I'm looking for. In theory, you and me would be compatible. But the lack of chemistry makes it hard for me to even pick up the phone and return your call. I feel something's missing, like an ingredient to a recipe, to make this complete. Without being rude, yet without being honest, perhaps I'm making you believe that there might be a chance, a chance for me and you to be. In theory, it would be. But you're just not quite the guy for me. In the third and fourth verse, um, a guy like you, but not quite is who I'm looking for, in theory, you and me would be compatible. Ludni, I want to know. <laughs> Have you ever been in a situation where the person you met was good on paper, but, you know, something was missing? Like their attributes and qualities matched your criteria. They checked all the boxes but something was missing. He was missing that oomph. Yep.
1: Yep. Unfortunately, I have been (laughs) in that situation. And um, I can't say that it's never, it's never easy to be able to um, discern whether or not it's, really because you're overthinking like the, the situation that you're in or really because there is something missing and like so deep you feel that like you know what like you look good on paper everything seems to be going well but I feel like in my soul that something is not quite right or something is not there and going like going further into whatever the situation is would not be beneficial for me and yes i've been in that situation i met a bit like you this guy that um we had friends in common he slid into my dms we started talking over the phone through facebook everything through conversation was there you know like Obviously, he was saying the right things and all that stuff. He was making the right noise. My ear was like attuned to what he was saying. I was like, okay. Um, at first glance, he looked, um, he was quite handsome, very personable, very approachable as a person. So we ended up meeting like a few weeks later. And during that meeting, like, Everything came to a screeching halt for me, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, no. And automatically, I was like, "I was like, no." And afterwards, we we, we were talking again, and and at that point, like because I had, I had already in my mind kind of like decided that it was over. Like everything else was like really felt forced afterwards, and it really felt like that was kind of like. Pushing myself to do something that I did not want to do. So, so yeah, it was quite a particular situation. Um, I was honest. I was very upfront about my feelings, how I felt everything. And he did not appreciate that, mind you. But you know what? It, it was an indicator. Like it, it kind of validated what like I was thinking at the end of the day. Right. So I was like, okay, you know what? this, if this is how you're reacting, then I'm good.
0: So yeah. Wow. And what, what brought the situation to a screeching halt? Was it something he said? Was it, um, something that, um, demonstrated like his pattern? What, what was the turn off? Not even for me, it's really,
1: um, I get, I get, I get a lot of flack for this every time that I talk to like my girlfriends are like, Oh no, you could build chemistry. Things can go, you know, like you can grow to love somebody. And I'm like, yes, absolutely. But in order for something to grow, um, there has to be a seed, right? And that seed was not there. So uh, when, you know, like I said, everything on paper was amazing. We were talking, you know, we were kind we seemed compatible and stuff like that. And when we met, um, we still have a great conversation, you know, it was easy going. I felt no pressure, but sitting there in front of him, I could not connect. Like it was, it, it's crazy because that's when, that's when you realize how much different online dating is versus you know face to face is we had made that online connection. and when face to face, we had the basis of that connection. So we the talking was there, the, the jokes were going on, but there was no connection. There was no chemistry. I didn't I didn't feel not attracted but I, I didn't feel yeah I didn't feel connected to him as a person and and that's really weird like kind of to explain but it's just the way that I feel and for me any any anyone that I meet any any friend that I have that I've kept for a long time and you know like we've we've known each other forever it there's because it's because I cultivate these relationships because of the connection that I have with the person. So for me, it's important. We may not be the type of friends that talk every day or, or whatever, but because that connection is there, I know that whenever I reach out, you know, like it's, it's always going to be genuine. It's always going to be honest. It's going to be stress free. It's going to be, you know, um, how do I say? It's going to be um, gratifying you know like the connection itself so i couldn't i couldn't connect with him so it was like okay well that's it and he was not happy
0: at least you were honest enough to tell him that you you didn't reciprocate the feelings you didn't feel a connection and i think it's unfortunate because i totally understand what you're saying sometimes there's just no connection even though the person checks all the boxes the person yeah. like, could meet all you know the criteria and it's not necessarily like something that is um superficial it can be qualities like attentive or um maybe well-spoken or caring family oriented but once you meet that person once you engage with that person in dialogue and then you meet them in person there's there's a there's an energy um that both like people like are going to exude and sometimes mm-hmm doesn't match. And, yeah. and for many years, um, I've been getting a lot of flack because, you know, sometimes I meet guys and I just don't connect with them. Mm-hmm. Friends would tell me, well, how come you don't like him? Why? He's such a great guy. No, the, the reason is they're like, but he's single. Why don't you like him? As if that was the only criteria that <laughs> I'm looking for. But I'm I'm looking for more, but I I'm looking for that extra thing. And when I wrote that poem, um the guy that slid in my DMs that I met, like we 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 went out to eat and um I I got to know him like he he was a good guy, like a decent guy, you know, goal-oriented and all of that. And I he was a likable guy. It's just that I was I was lacking a connection. And I was interested in someone else. And I told that other guy, by the way, there was this guy who stood in my DMs and we're meeting up because I wasn't dating the guy yet. And I was like, but I'm not like, I don't don't feel an attraction to him. And I felt like, I felt kind of bad because technically he was the kind of guy I would be looking for, but he was missing Mm -hmm. that special connection. I was missing a spark there was a mm-hmm. like, like the same way you explain um the way you maintain friendships you cultivate them because at at this at the start there was a connection
2: it
1: yeah.
0: helps you to carry on that relationship and nurture it and treasure it i'm very i'm I'm a person who who's really uh, in, instinctual i i have a good instinct when it comes to people um, not everyone is able to do that and I'm not saying it's foolproof, but so far it has served me well in terms of, um, friendships. I've mm-hmm. had friendships for almost all my life, like friends that I've had since kindergarten, um, or elementary school, high school, you know, I met you, I was what, 19. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so, and we're still friends and, mm-hmm. but there was that connection. Yeah. It had to start with a special connection, and sometimes people they misinterpret connection with like they misinterpret attraction. Exactly. Sometimes they misinterpret like um, infatuation with connection. They're like, "Oh my gosh, but I I love him so much. I gotta I gotta be with him." Sometimes it it can mislead you, but there mm-hmm. are times where it's very telling. So you don't necessarily want to engage any further with someone with whom you're lacking that special connection. Because if you want, if you're really willing to invest in a relationship with someone, you better make sure you got a connection. And I was, um, I'd like to refer to a point that you mentioned when your friend would tell you, you can learn to love him. And that's gonna bring me to another part of the poem. Would it be fair to incessantly compare, compare you to him? knowing that you aren't quite what I'm looking for? Would it be wiser to be with you, knowing that you come close to what can actually be, without you actually being the one I want, without me enjoying the very thing I long for? So basically, sometimes it happens where we're in a situation where there are two... Individuals who manifest an interest at the same time. One of them has the upper end, and the other one, you're like, eh, should I just stay with that person because hey, he's good enough? Should I, you know, basically, is it ever okay to settle for less in relationships? Is good enough good enough? Should we get ourselves a might as well person? and learn to love them. What's your take on that?
1: <laughs> oh my God. Um, you know what, if if I if I get flack for this response, I, I will. Um, I personally believe that there is someone out there for each and one, every one of us. And unfortunately, society has conditioned us into wanting the template. Which is, you go to school, you go to college, you go to university, you get the job, you get the guy, you get the wedding, the house, the kids. So that template does not leave place for self discovery and it does not leave place for your intended, your intended, sorry, to come to you, right? And automatically. Us women, unfortunately, we have like this one-track mind where we tell ourselves, "This is this is who I want," and we have this whole list of criteria. And without really taking the time to analyze whether those criteria does really are, really match your yourself, right? Um, so, I personally say, no, do not settle or less do not go with the might as well because unfortunately this is kind of like blocking your own blessings like you don't want to be in a situation with somebody uh, where you're building a relationship and then a year or two down the line you meet the guy and mind you it happens so often and then you have to live with regret all your life and then you have to live with the oh my god like what if it had been different or what if I had waited or what if I hadn't been where I am now you know like so then it creates a whole slew of like of confusion of dissatisfaction for for no reason when all you have to do is wait right mm-hmm. and listen i'm not I'm not saying it's easy listen i've been I've been single for a long time I've been waiting for a long time um, yes, I've had me too. the reflection like what if you know like is it so bad like should i but like at the end of the day i can't i can't compromise that that thing that i that i know for for a fact is that you know like the person who is was made to complete me is out there somewhere and i'm just waiting for him to kind of you know turn turn around the corner from my place and say hey i'm here Right, so no, you shouldn't. Listen. You should not settle for us. You, we, we, we go through too much as women in this life that we're living in this time, in these times that we're living, to settle for something that is not a hundred percent for us, and that's that's what I
0: believe. Okay. Funny story. I had to pause the recording of this episode because our guest of honor had finally arrived. Let's just say he was a tad tardy to the party. Everything good?
2: Well, look, God, this looks like I got a little glow behind me right now. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> um, d- did we say six or five?
2: Have you ever been waiting for an hour?
0: I mean we we started recording at five thirty because i was wondering that maybe something had happened to you or you were like i don't know stuck somewhere um no i thought we said six i said five because you told me at seven you had something else so i said let's do it at five so but you know what you're here, now. <sighs>
2: you're here i'm now. sorry all good i'm sorry all good i feel terrible because but like When I tell you I was rushing to get here at six. Okay, okay. (laughs) I'm like, I'm probably like sweating because I was moving to get here at six.
0: You're glowing. You're glowing. Now, let me introduce our guest and bring him up to speed. We're also joined by my cousin, Sam. Hi,
2: Sam. Hey, what's going on? Thanks for having me.
0: I'm very happy to have you on the podcast. I will let you introduce yourself to the audience.
2: Okay, I'm uh, Sam Archer. I am creator and founder of Mastering the Man, which is a men's lifestyle brand. Um, the concept behind it, I basically felt like there, there was a need for a male role model that wasn't a celebrity. Um, these celebrities these people in these limelights they're one of a one of a million which makes them top tier you know and i think a lot of kids these days kind of idolize them and you know they set these expectations that we all ultimately can't reach and you know a lot of people feel like they don't they don't have success because they don't reach these pinnacles that you know maybe some of the top tier people reach and i just wanted to give them you know somebody who lives a good life, but may not also be a celebrity. You know, I think it needs to be an emphasis on, you know, doctors and lawyers and, you know, engineers and people who work everyday jobs. You don't need to be a basketball player or, you know, an influencer to be happy. And that was kind of like my goal behind the master and the man. And I just wanted to, you know, give people something to look at and say, okay, this is my philosophy. This is what I want to do. This is what makes me happy and then boom, go and do it, so.
0: Great, and I know you're also collaborating on Black Fly on the Wall. Tell us a bit more about that.
2: Yeah, so uh, Black Fly on the Wall is a YouTube um, series currently. It is a black male panel. Uh, A friend of mine reached out to me. Um, I showed interest in it, and basically what the idea behind it is you're basically a fly on the wall and with the panel being all male we're giving you insight to discussions that maybe everybody doesn't get to see black men having i think if you look around you see a lot of media outlets a lot of talk shows a lot of those are like focused primarily on women they have women hosts a lot of women fan base and i think we just wanted to give them not only a male perspective but also an educated male perspective almost everybody on the cast Um, went to college, graduated college, um, and we just wanted to, you know, provide thought-provoking conversations that men should be having, and we wanted to open that dialogue for people. We wanted to come together and say, look, we're comfortable having these conversations. These are conversations that need to be had, and hopefully you're having them within your circle. If you're not having them with us, at least have them with your friends. So Black Fly on the Wall, I'm actually going to shoot that Sunday again we have another four episodes coming out these ones are going to be good we we wanted to start the year off with uh, we shot seven episodes and those first seven episodes were basically conversations that needed to be had Um, so we didn't you know it wasn't for clout it wasn't for the likes it was really these are conversations that need to be had we talked about the most disrespected uh, person in America being a black female we talked about finances and you know um the black community we talked about uh you know just just being able to come together as like from religious standpoints and you know sexual standpoints and sexual identity uh, and then these next episodes i think are going to be primarily focused on um you know like dating and you know these are going to be our fun episodes so these next four episodes are going to really be our fun episodes i think we're going to really engage the core audience and kind of create some great dialogues coming up so be on the lookout for black fly on the wall we're on season four um so if you want to go to youtube and check that out you'll see me season two three and four show your boys some love
0: there you go that's so great it's such a great concept and it goes well with the alpha female chronicles you oh, know yeah we're on the same path. We're on the same goal. We have the same purpose. So I'm very excited about that. And um, I'd like to mention that Sam is single.
2: I am. I am. You know what to do. At Master and the Man. Put my, put my at up somewhere around right here. At Master and the Man. Come on, legend boy.
0: Well, we'll take care of that. I got you, cuz. All right. We're discussing the poem, A Guy Like You, that is featured in my book have you ever been in a situation where the person you met was good on paper their attributes and their qualities match your criteria they checked all the boxes but they were missing something
2: definitely i would say um, i have been accused of dating for potential and um, when I look back at that and those relationships where people say, you know, they have potential, but they weren't what you needed, um, I think that's where I ran into, you know, I need something like you, but not quite you. And I also think that I've also been that person. I remember I, I hit you up and I was like, I feel like that's me, you know, like, or I feel like that's been me, you know. Um, and I think, like, I think from a male perspective, I think, when, especially when you're looking for a relationship, um, you have these this list of things, you know, you know, beautiful woman, smart woman, um, ambitious, and you see little key things that you want and you're like, okay, that, that could work, that could work. And I think you kind of, all right, I'll give this, but forget that little bit, you know, those red flags, like, okay, I'm just trying to make it work in a sense. And I think that's what I've come across in situations like that. It's like, okay, I found somebody that I really I'm interested in, and maybe this person's not right, but, but this is what I want, you know, and this is the person that I want. So I'm willing to just say, forget all the red flags. And then you come across, you know, a couple months, maybe a couple years later, and you're like, ah, I knew that wasn't going to work from the very beginning. I don't know what I was thinking. But.
0: <laughs> I can totally relate about red flags. The oomph kind of reminded me, and I was overcome with butterflies in my stomach, and I thought, well, I mean, I should go with that guy, because I-
2: makes me feel some way.
0: (laughs) I know, and I misconstrued the butterflies for just, you know, infatuation, but kind of clouded my judgment. When I think back on it, I know that it clouded my judgment, because back then, I was more accustomed to just depending on feelings, instead of depending on what I needed. Um, I was much younger back then. Now I realize that those butterflies were misleading and there were red flags. I already knew. I knew the guy was having issues with commitments, but I, I just loved the way I felt when I was with him. So, yeah. oh well, I learned. Yeah.
2: Forget it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, what can you do? I want to ask you, Sam, Okay. It's ever okay to settle for less in relationships is good enough good enough.
2: I think and don't get me wrong this is a this isn't a final thought but I'm learning, I'm growing. I've been single uh probably like 8 9 months. So readjusting and getting ready to you know jump back into the dating world these are things that i've self-reflected on um even when i was reading your poem i'm like am i acting like this or you know is this some like which parts of these are me or what you know have i been this guy before and i think when you look at when you're searching for a relationship more than likely you will Get to a point where you come across settling because you find things that you want and you're finding them. These things aren't coming to you. These things aren't, I, I would say, sent by God. These are things that you know you're doing to find. You're going out looking for this type of person. You're going on dates, seeing if this person says this type of thing, how this person thinks. And I think that's when you come across settling. And I noticed for me in like my current where I am currently and my dating world, I'm dating the way that I'm dating now is just be around me. I'm not dating you, I'm not leading you on, I'm not feeding you things. I'm telling people, hey, I want to go out with you, we can go to dinner. This this doesn't mean that we're exclusive, this doesn't mean that we're dating, but I do want to spend time with you. And I think when you give someone that type of power that gives them an opportunity to say, okay, do I want to do this? Or is this something that, you know, cause I don't feel like women are desperate. I feel like women are frustrated, but I don't think they're desperate. I think they're just frustrated and you're tired of getting lied to. You're tired of getting let on. You're tired of the BS. So I think when somebody comes up and says, Hey, you know what? I'm, a, I'm not, I'm I don't necessarily want to date right now, but I do want to spend time with you. It, Eliminates that barrier for settlement. I think it gives the peop- those two people an opportunity to spend time together without any type of preconceived notion and say, "Do I even like this person? Do I even like who I am around this person?" You know, what I mean, do I like the conversations that we have? And I think that opens up another avenue versus, "Oh, this person wants to date me, so I'm going to date them." You know, like it's, it just eliminates all that exclusiveness to the point where, okay, well. Now I can really think about what do I want and does this person fit the mold for what I want? you know versus oh well, this person wants to date me I ain't got nobody else calling me, so fuck it I'm on this I'm on this date, you know what I mean I'm on this I'm on this date because then you end up wasting time and then that's how people get you know their feelings hurt. that's how people get resentment towards each other. I think I think once you're open and say, you know because I think for especially for a lot of men we're still trying to find ourselves. It took me I'm thirty. I just turned thirty, September seventeen and I feel like it took me 25 years to figure out who I was really like, so all the people that I dated before I was 25, they was just figuring it out with me. You know what I mean? It was, I was going on dates and I was this person one date, and I might've been another person the next day because I didn't, I didn't really know who I was, you know? So I think it, I think as men are getting into their careers, I think as they're getting into, Later stages of life, we can really sit back and say, "Okay, I got the career part set off. Like, who who am I? What do I like to do? I don't want to live for somebody else. You know what? If I like to play basketball, if I like to work out, let me find a girl that likes to work out. Let's go work out together. This don't gotta. This could be a date. Like, you know what I mean? Let's go. Let's go spend intentional time together, so that we can figure out, do I like being around this person? Period. Not do I like this person for my wife, for my girlfriend." But do I like being around this person, period, because I might not get tomorrow to be around a person. So it's no point in me even saying, oh, this is going to be my wife because I will fucking around, leave the date and never see that person again. So it's really like, all right, I got this two hours that she's allowed me to be with her to be intentional, be honest, be transparent, literally just enjoy each other's company, figure out how we vibe together and then go from there. So I think everybody, I think there's a little bit of settlement when you're searching. And I think that once you stop searching and that's when people say, oh, I wasn't even looking for a relationship. Mm. And dang, I just woke up and I was in one. That's because you're not, that's not settling. That's because that really came to you. You really wrote the vision and it came to you. So I think when you're looking, that's when you find the settlement. That's when you find things are kind of messing up for you. But I think once you take that off the table and you're honest and you say, you know what, I'm just going to take my time. Boom, that's when it throws right in your face.
0: Oh my God. That was really
2: well put. You're you're dropping
0: wisdom. That was a word. I felt I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, Look, felt that, I felt that in my spirit. This, this is family, so it's like I can
2: talk to you, you know, it's like <laughs> oh, and I, I love it. I love it because you're so yeah, I can talk to you. This is family. This is this is nothing. Yeah. But seriously, you you
0: dropped a lot of wisdom. Um mm-hmm. and there's something to be said about compatibility. I think <laughs> that because we're so attached to like our list, you know, we all have a list. And yeah,
2: and you should.
0: You it's should good. Have some like basic things that you're looking for in someone. You're looking for I, I someone agree. Who's, who's attentive. You're looking for someone who's caring, family oriented, or career oriented. Someone who's a go getter. Someone who's into fitness or yeah. into, into the arts. Um, those are things that, you know, it's okay to have them on your list. But when you have a list that includes, oh, well, I need to date a guy with a six-figure salary. He needs, he needs to, work- to have a house.
2: <laughs> this tall, he got to have... You know, he needs to
0: work for a Fortune 500 company, yeah. um, blah, 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 blah. That's when your list becomes an issue. And um, I, I like to refer to the sermon series by Pastor Mike Todd, Relationship Goals. Um, yep.
2: One of my favorites. It's, if you I, haven't seen it, go listen to it.
0: I loved it. And I love the second series he did. And I read the book. The book, it's a good book, but man, it's tough to read because
2: it reads you. It gets in your face. And, and, and that's what I love about him because he literally says, he says, oh, I'm in your house. He's, and, that, can't, and that is the worst place for us to be even even if you think about quarantine right why is pe- why are people going crazy because you're forced to be in your house you're forced to deal with your issues you're forced to reflect on yourself and that's our most uncomfortable state when you got to hold yourself accountable that's when you're like ah i can't blame this on somebody or damn that was really me and when you read stuff like relationship goals it's like damn i might have been the problem like mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: I like it was it was an eye-opener for me um definitely I knew I have been reflecting a lot past relationships and I've um I've taken responsibility on a lot of my mistakes and bad judgments and this book just highlighted them and just threw them back in my face and it was uncomfortable it was there were Chapters that I, I was reading quickly because I was like, this hurts because this is bringing, bringing me back to a period in my life where I was just in relationships where I knew I wasn't getting what I was looking for and what I deserved. But I still, I was longing so much to have companionship and compatibility that I, I resigned myself to being with someone who I knew was not boyfriend material. Someone I knew who was um, who was having issues with commitment. Someone who would ghost me. And I was so hurt all the time. And being hurt became my normal. And it made me realize that, you know, there are a lot of things that skewed my judgments um, when it came to relationships, when it came to looking for love, looking for someone to build something with. And um, I know that... For me, a lot of, like, some of the factors that affected my perception of relationships was either, like, I love R&B, okay. So, a lot of the songs, I mean, you know, it's, I'm not saying it's unrealistic, but it's so lovey-dovey that if you... Put you
2: in that mood.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you want to fall in love, you want to feel loved, you want to feel all lovey-dovey, and it kind of skews your judgment if few Listen to that all the time. If you feed your mind with things like that all the time and you don't rationalize like the lyrics or whatever. Yeah. And I would say, I will admit that because I'm a big football fan, okay? I've been a football fan for a long time. And I have to admit that the physique of football players has skewed my perception of how a man should look like and I got to remind myself, listen, regular guys, they don't work out. They're okay. <laughs> they're okay. They're lovable. And, you know, they might have, you know, a little gut. You know, they might be a little like, you know,
2: hey. a little out of shape. Yeah. yeah. Regular, little, re-
0: regular
2: little, guys need
0: love yeah. too. <laughs> There's more to love. There's more to love. But I have to remind myself, listen, you can't be looking at, football players all the time. And you know, you follow them on Instagram, you look at the, the videos that they post about them working out. And I, at some point, I had to tell myself, I remember once I was on a dating app, and I was selecting the age range. And I was hesitating because I was like, okay, should I go like 30? I'm like, okay, 30 is too young. I'm like, okay, let me go like 32. And I was like, should I go all the way to 40? And then I was like, oh, I'll go to 40. And And then my reasoning behind that was, well, Tom Brady's in his forties and I'm like, girl <laughs> I told myself, you cannot be serious right now. Tom Brady's a unicorn. You know
2: Unicorn.
0: You know, most men in their forties don't look as GQ Tom Ford as Tom. Yeah. You know, and I was like
2: They work out for a living. <laughs>
0: like that's his it's j- a setup
2: it's his <laughs> job. It's <laughs> a job
0: so i told myself you cannot be serious so and that means we too. do it
2: too we we do it worse than y'all we do we do it worse than y'all because when men look at media we're as you and you probably tell we're not we're not heavy media but when we are you gotta think about the things we're seeing, right? We're seeing celebrities, we're seeing vixens, we're seeing OnlyFans, girls, that it's like, we forgot that, like, these aren't normal people, you know? And then we hold people to a standard that's like, we can't even maintain. Like, there's a reason that most men aren't dating, like, models. Because you can't (laughs) afford her, bro! Like, (laughs) <laughs> like, bro, you like cut it out. You know what I mean. Like, you can't, you can't be out here thinking that you gonna have this type of girl, and you ain't doing these type of things. You know, and like, even when, and it was just crazy because when, when I, when I saw your name, the alpha female, I was like, that's ballsy. Like, and as a man, if you a little beta simp, an alpha female gonna walk all over you to the point yeah. where. We'll get everything she wants out of you and discard you. She's not going to, she might not even just bypass you. She'll be like, okay, come on. I'm going to get everything I want out of you and then I'm going to let you go. Because in reality, that's what the alpha male was doing for 100 years, you know, 200 years. It was, I set the standard, you do what you can, and then if I get tired of you, boom. So it's nothing and now that women have been working they're succeeding they're excelling in entrepreneurship they're excelling in careers they're excelling in basically all facets of life. It's like, well, shit, we can do the same thing. Like, I'll just take the dick and then you be gone. Like, and that better be good because if that ain't good, you going in the group chat. And don't know, man, want to be in the group chat. I promise you fellas. <laughs> Y'all don't want to be in the bet. group chat, my boys. Y'all don't want to be in the group chat, whether good or bad. You don't want to be in the group chat. I promise you. Just tell her to keep you out of there. It's it's your best bet. Yeah. It's your definitely. Best bet. Oh my
0: gosh!
2: Oh
0: my gosh! But um,
2: yeah. Meg, what Meg say? If it ain't snapping, it didn't happen. Ain't that what she said? The dick ain't
0: snapping, it ain't happen. Oh my gosh! Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: all right hey hey you invited me (laughs) i know i know i know
0: (laughs) Um, moving on moving on i want to talk about ghosting i want to talk about ghosting with you guys
2: Mm. have
0: you ever experienced ghosting have you ever ghosted am i going first you can go. You can go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> go
1: ahead. We wanna. We wanna understand why you ghosted somebody.
2: Uh, okay. So, I'll answer. Have I experienced ghosting? And I think that most men have experienced ghosting, in some form or facet. Uh, but they might not have noticed it, right? So there's a when you're interested in a woman usually we're initiating conversation, we're maybe initiating plans, um, initiating a date. And I think fellas are kind of blind to how that should go. Right, if a woman's interested in you, bro, she is going to let it be known. So you don't have to ask three, four, five times to go on a date. You don't have to send eight, nine, 10 text messages before you get a reply. Like it's going to be known if she's interested. And I think that's when that's a form of ghosting that we don't see. It's like, bro, if she hasn't responded in six, seven messages and then she finally responds, you got ghosted. Like she just responded because she, that was just a message that popped up at the top and you happen to catch her maybe on a good day. And she wanted you to call her beautiful or some shit like that, but she's really not interested. Like, She wanted a little quick validation, but she's not really interested at all. She's just using you for that little quick validation. Um, Now, as for me, ghosting, I have been accused of ghosting. And and the reason I think that I ghosted was a transition, which I probably could have communicated better that I was going through a transition. But, you know, when you're just meeting somebody, you kind of also don't feel like you owe them any type of explanation or something like that um but you know feelings are involved and like I said when you're looking to date you get your feelings a lot more involved than if you're just going with the flow um and I think that I dealt with women who are looking to date and that's why I said that the guy on paper I felt like I might have been the guy on paper because I'm like I've had women come up to me saying oh you know you're doing this and you know you got this going for yourself but it's like that ain't me like, you know, like that's what I got going on. But when you dig deeper than that, like it might look good on paper, but if you were to date me for a week, you'd be like, all right, this guy, Like, all right, you know, like I'm a Virgo too. Like I'm very particular. I'm very intentional. So it's like, I like things the way that I like them. And I don't hide that. And I voice that. So it's like, if you kind of don't fit, the way that I voiced it, then I'm kind of like, ah, you know, whatever. So I think I've been accused of ghosting and I have realized that, you know, that can hurt somebody's feelings. I have acknowledged that. I have held myself accountable in the situations. Um, it's not a good thing, but I just really think it's like a matter of maybe disinterest. Maybe you got things going on and you just don't feel comfortable telling that person something. I don't always think it's a matter of like, Oh, you know, I'm just intentionally not going to reply. Um, I recently launched a videography company. So I have friends that I I usually talk to on a daily basis. That's like, yo, what's up? Where you been at? You know? And if I'm not talking to my friends, if I'm not talking to my family, then how can you expect me to be talking to somebody that I'm just texting, you know? Um, and that's why I think those situations occur and where those situations kind of get messy, but it's, I don't like, for me, I don't think it was intentional, but it happened, you know? And when I was addressed about it, I was able to, you know, admit my guilt. I wasn't able to hold myself accountable. And that wasn't even the end all be all, you know, like once I fully explained like what was going on, it was like, well, why didn't you tell me that? And it was like, well, damn, I probably could have, you know, but shit, I didn't, I didn't know, you know? And I think that's where it goes being honest, being open, being transparent. It comes back into play because now I can tell you things without you getting upset or even in past relationships, I would like, when I would go to my girlfriend about something, I'd be like, yo, I need my friend, not my girlfriend. Like, I need to tell you something, but I need my friend, I don't need my girlfriend. Like, I need to tell you something like important and I need to be able to express it, but I don't need you to reply as my girlfriend. I kind of need you to just be the homie real quick so that I can get this out. Because you might not like it and I don't want you to take it personal, but I'm just venting right now. You know, like this is, I need my friend, not my girlfriend. And I think when you start that way, you can open up those doors a lot easier than when it's like, okay, well, I'm dating to find a girlfriend. And then it's like, well, are y'all friends? Because the moment you need a friend, who the hell are you going to go to? Mm-hmm. And then I think that's when people end up talking to that friend that they probably shouldn't be talking to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> being in situationships, being in all this, all this, all these, what, what, uh, what was Jada in? What, what was she?
1: Entanglements. Uh, yeah, being
2: in entanglements because you don't have a friend in your in your person. You know, as I'm developing, as I'm going through life, before you need a wife, before you need a, you know, a girlfriend, you need somebody that you can just talk to. Somebody who you can tell, like, yo, you know what? I had a shit day. Like, and it doesn't have to be like, oh, I had a shit day, but we still got this date tonight and I got to be boyfriend. And, it's, you know, it's like, yo oh, I had a shit day. All right, cool. We can just chill. Like, and you need somebody that's kinda down to earth with you like that so you can navigate the changes because it's gonna be a time where she's gonna say, you know what, I had a shit day. And maybe she was supposed to make dinner. But fuck dinner. Like, you know what I mean? That's when you that's when your friend mode gotta kick in, like, yo, all right, like, all right, I get it. Like, you know what I mean? Fuck it. I'm gonna order some pizza. Like, whatever, we can just chill. Cause that's what a friend would do. It wouldn't be, well, you were supposed to cook dinner tonight, and now we ain't eating. And now, <laughs> and then that's when you you know, cause then she's gonna be Yeah, my nigga tripping because I was supposed to cook dinner and da, 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 da. Entanglement. Right there. So hang up (laughs) the entanglements. Go get you a friend. Then build the relationship. Well, not even build it. Let the relationship come, but, you know, don't ghost. Ghosting intentionally, you ain't shit. But if you ghost them because, you know, things are going on, at least try to tell them. Maybe you don't want to tell everybody all your business, but, you know, hey, I got some things going on. I might need some time to myself or you might not hear from me for the next couple of days. Boom. And they'll respect it most of the time. Right. And if she doesn't respect it, real shit, kick her. Kick her to the curb. Because you're being honest and you're being open. And if she can't respect that, then she, she can't respect you. And that's really what it comes down to. Because a girl kicking nigga to the curb quick, quick. And I feel like, fellas, we kind of hesitant with it. It's like, we kind of scared. Like, oh, damn, but she bad. Like, I ain't trying to lose her. It's like, bruh, let the right person come around, and she will hop out your car and go get into the car with the man she's supposed to be with, like, in a heartbeat. Be intentional. Be open. It's going to suck sometimes. Sometimes it won't, but, you know, you'll be good. It's scary. Relationships are scary
0: they are they are they are very scary uh you need do you wanna i know that's a tough act to follow but would you like
1: definitely a tough act to follow no
2: um i'm late so i'm trying to like get it all out you know <laughs> you you, you, whew,
0: you
2: yeah,
1: know you know you, you said a late. lot of stuff. and and i i really kind of agree with you when you said that you have to be like intentional in in how you and how you build connections with people because it makes them a lot more genuine and makes everything more out and open and brings in, like leaves a place for honesty. And I think that in a relationship, men and women getting together, that's one of the things that I've always found, found to be missing is that like complete openness and honesty. Like how many times, and it's happened, it's been happened a lot of times where I've been ghosted and you know months later you talk to the guy and then he tells you well oh well this this is this was going on or you know like I I wasn't really looking for anything and I'm like okay well that's fine and it's not because I had like necessarily expectations of a relationship or anything like that but you know for me I try to be as open as I can when I meet somebody so I kind of unfortunately expect a bit of the same you know so if we're talking we're being open we're being you know um friendly whatever and then suddenly you disappear and then months later i find out that it's because oh like i wasn't really looking for you know to date or i was going through something well listen it's a simple it's a simple thing to say like i'm not even asking you to explain because that is that is your story to tell when you're ready just tell me, listen, you know what? I'm going to take a break. It's nothing that you're doing. I just need a moment to myself. That's fine. You know, if we're being open with each other and we're being intentional and we're being honest, then that's all that's all that's required. And um, yes, I have. I have been in a position where I've ghosted somebody and I'm really not proud of it. I am not, not proud of it. I, I, felt so bad. I know I'm, I'm really like I said. I felt so bad that I actually went back, messaged the guy and explained myself because it was like, cause I knew, I knew how it felt. Right. And I'm like, you know what? I can't every time that he would text me or call and I would like, let the call go to voicemail or like, let the, let the message sit like unread for like weeks. I was like, you know what? Like this, this is not cool. You know, like I know how it feels and, you know, it feels really shitty. So, um, so I wrote him a message. I'm like, you know what, this is going to be full disclosure. I explain everything. And, um, and that was it, you know, like I, I, you know, I was truthful. I was not being truthful, but I was, I spoke my truth. And at the time that was, that was, that should be enough. Right. So definitely, you know, ghosting is, it's, uh, it's kind of like trying to, to fit a wrench in like a square hole or something like it's, it's not, sometimes it seems like it's the best solution, but like later it, you know, later you realize that, oh, you know, like maybe, maybe I should have like approached the situation differently and, And that reflection is actually a sign of growth because it takes a, it takes a while before you realize, you know, like what type of behavior you, you have when you're dating somebody, because, you know, we're always quick to say, Oh no, it didn't work out. It was his fault. But like, what were you doing? You know, how are you acting? How are you responding? You know, did you have expectations already like walking into the situation and like without even letting that person have a chance or just letting you be letting yourself be open so so when you're able to like reflect on your bad dating patterns and you are able to um assess them and try to correct them that's a sign of growth so like sam said ghosting it's an x it's a no
2: Unless unless you've told this person that you're not interested and they just constantly, mm-hmm. which I feel like you guys deal with way more than we do. Um, Listen, but it's, it's a matter of security at that point. <laughs> there's, there's things going on in this world that are like really messed up, you know? So it's like, that's kind of like a matter of security because it's like, all right, look, I didn't told you I'm not interested. I told you this wasn't going to work out and you're constantly that. blowing me up and you're yeah. constantly texting me. I think that's a matter where it's like I'm not going to respond, block this person, yeah. get them off my text log or whatever. I think that's okay then. Like I, I'll give y'all a pass for that. But
0: it, it definitely is okay in those situations, but um and those those um situations are pretty extreme. But I feel like most the normal most of the time where there's ghosting involved it's really in my opinion it's um it's selfish it's selfish and it's also a lack of maturity i know i i've been guilty of ghosting
2: i believe it
0: (laughs) how rude um i i was i was immature and there were guys especially when i was younger like teenager i mean
2: i feel like the guy in the poem got ghosted or at least or at least he should have well from what i from what i've read i feel like he got ghosted
0: he didn't get ghosted it, it kind of fizzled out that's ghosting. it fizzled <laughs> it's not ghosting It fizzled out in that situation but in situations prior to that i have ghosted and i i'm guilty of that and i felt bad and i just didn't know how to <laughs> Communicate to these guys that I, I was not interested. I was not attracted to them. It's not that they weren't great guys. It just, I didn't feel a connection to them. And unfortunately I have been ghosted many times. Um, ghosting had become my normal. So that kind of screwed me up. Um, the guy that I'm referring to in the poem, the other guy ghosted me. So, um, I kind of, you know, I felt bad and it, it It's not that I regretted my decision to go with the other guy. Um, It was someone that I was genuinely interested in. But however, he was not emotionally capable of being in a relationship for whatever reason. And um, he did not know how to communicate with anybody um, from what I could tell from his um, lack of communication skills, um, technologically. So um, I was on the receiving end of his ghosting and um, there have been other situations where I was ghosted when I was, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna go there. When I was in high school, I was supposed to have a, a date for the prom. Aww. A Few days before prom, I was calling my date and- You too? and he didn't no
2: way
0: he didn't respond and i was i was really worried i was like yo i've been telling my friends that i have a date for prom i mean they want to see who this guy is and i was really looking forward to going to prom with him and i had a really beautiful dress that my mom made and i was really looking forward to it because it's a big deal it's it's your senior prom you know and one day i called him i called at his home and his dad picked up and he informed me that, you know, he was not going to be able to make it. And I went to prom without a date. Um, And it happens. It happens. It's things.
2: Shame on him.
0: Wow. It's things, you know, sometimes, you know, I think about it and I'm like, yo, I really did not have a date to my prom.
1: Welcome to the club.
2: (laughs) I skipped I skipped my junior prom. Somebody stole my date.
1: Oh. What?
2: I told them I told them who I was gonna ask, and then I, I think I went somewhere for a weekend and came back and they had asked them.
0: That is horrible. Oh. That is horrible. That's terrible. So oh. I was
2: like, I ain't going. Yeah, I was like, oh, forget it. <laughs> and
0: you didn't
1: you didn't have like a backup choice, anybody else that you could ask?
2: Nope. I was like, forget it. This was this was junior prom, senior prom I went, but junior prom I was like, I ah, forget it. I think I went to a basketball tournament instead. I was like, I ah, forget it. I oh
0: it's my, fine.
2: Gosh.
0: It's, fine. Fine. it's a good alternative.
2: I at, at least I was hurt though. Let's not be. Let I was like, I got back. I was like, what? I just told you, like I just told you. I was like, okay, yeah, I was like, all right, whatever.
0: Oh my gosh, we all have horrible yeah, this
2: yeah.
1: yeah, my story forget
2: prom. Get rid of prom.
1: (laughs) (laughs) My story is definitely like close to the same. Um, I had met this guy through work and uh, we were kicking it. Everything was fun. And then I was telling him that my prom was coming up. So he's like, so he actually offered to take me to prom. So I'm like, okay, no problem. So we're making plans, talking and stuff. He's asking me about my dress color showing me like his suits all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, he was he was really into it. And then um maybe like a few days a few days before um he's like, "Oh, like, you know what? I'll meet you there." So I'm like, "Okay." So then the day before the prom, I called and text and I'm like, I told him, like, "Listen, I'll be there at this time, you know, you'll have to make sure that you're there so we can at least, you know, go in Together, no response, nothing. So I'm like, okay. So the day of, you know, shoot him a little text again. Like, can you just let me know what time you're gonna get there and stuff? Nothing. So I go to prom on my own. You know, it it wasn't so bad because a lot of my other friends were like going on their own as well. So we still had fun, still enjoy the evening, and then come to find out um, from my best friend who went to Who was already in college at the time, that the guy in question had a girlfriend and she found out he was making plans and she just like cut everything down. She's like, Nope, we're not doing this. Apparently, she was getting ready to come to come at me for some reason. I had no idea. Like my best friend had to step in and explain the situation and it was just a whole mess. But honestly, I'm like glad he didn't show up because The way his girlfriend was talking is, as if she was going to like crash the party and just like have it, have it with me. So I'm
2: like, oh. Is this, is this in Canada?
1: Yes, it is.
2: (laughs) So, okay. So the girls in Canada are cool and the guys ain't shit. That's what I'm getting right now. Like that's the gist. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Um,
0: I have, I have a story. Um, I mean, related to that, um, one of my friends, um, at prom, um she asked me, you know, oh, where's your date? I was like, you know, he didn't show up. And she was like, eh, you know, it happens. My boyfriend's locked up. And I was like, oh, okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> wow. High school prom? Yeah, I don't know if anybody was locked up at my prom. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, so it just happened that her boyfriend got arrested and, he couldn't come mom, you Oh, know? my God.
2: So, yeah. You
1: know what? I got stood up on a date like that.
2: What? He was, he was in jail?
1: Yeah, the guy went to jail. <laughs> hey, hold on. I don't know what he was doing. Y'all got
2: to open up your selection pool. Get rid of these lists. Rip these lists up.
1: Listen, listen. I didn't even go with the list. You know, I didn't even have the list back then. I didn't even, Mm. but it was like, okay, you know, maybe, maybe I should be sticking to that list now.
2: So what's the list look like now? Wow. Um, my
1: list is, is really kind of eclectic. It's less, um, attributes and more things that I, that I need to, um, to elevate myself in like when I'm in a relationship. So I want to be with somebody who is family oriented. Um, I want to be with somebody who will um, want to pursue whatever goals that they have, whether together or separately, you know, somebody who's looking to grow, whether it's throughout anything that they're doing. I want somebody that is spiritual, Open to learning, open to growing, open to loving. You know the way that's not just like how we're like conditioned to 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 make things happen. You know we don't necessarily have to like get married, get engaged, get married, have the big celebration. Like it has to it has to flow between us. I'm looking for somebody who's not going to be rigid in the way that they are. Um, just because I find that I, I myself am like, I'm no longer, I'm no longer, um, not interested, but like, I don't feel like I need to restrain myself in terms of like the, the, the template I was telling Lindsay earlier, that template, you know, like I finished school, I went to university and now I need all that, all that other stuff, you know?
2: Yep.
1: Um, so I Societal
2: standards.
1: Exactly. So I just want somebody, you know, who's willing to like go against the grain with me and we'll navigate things together. <laughs> like everything bad. else is a plus, you know. If you have if you're taller than me, that's fine. If we're in the same height, no problem.
2: Not <laughs> shorter though.
1: Well, you know what? Listen, listen. Um, oh, you- there's this thing. There's a thing with a guy being I don't for me I find it funny. You know what? Some people find love that way. Big up to them. I would like at least my height or taller. I'm like almost five eight, so you know, somebody shorter is like, eh, I can't wear. Well, it's not that I can't wear heels, but like, there's always that disparity. Yeah, you know, you
2: know? like and you'll be you'll be tempted not to wear heels because then you'll be towering. Over
1: exactly, there. exactly. So and stuff like that, and everything else. You know, I just have to, I just have to connect with you, and and I want somebody who's. um, I'm very sapiosexual, so, like, brains, you know, get me. I, I, I like to discuss. I like somebody. I want somebody smart. Smart, funny, you know, just, just somebody that you can, you can shoot the shit with and then a have intellect. a conversation, like, the next minute, you know? So,
2: yeah. Yeah. I can do that.
0: That's a good list. It's a very good list. I try. I try. It takes a lot Um, of growing to get. I was about to
2: say that was that was an intentional list. That there was a lot of thought and and days and months in that list. Oh yeah, definitely a lot.
0: Yeah, it shows a lot of maturity. It shows also that you're more seasoned when it comes to the dating game and (laughs) know more about love. And you've had a few bad experiences, and you really know what you want and what you don't want. Yeah, is um i think the basis of a list when you're, when you're grown you know yeah. um when i think about what i'm i was looking for back in the day or when i was in my 20s um in comparison to what i'm looking for now maybe like early my 20s i was looking for things that were more material superficial but now i just you know it's looking for someone nowadays is very difficult. And I, I haven't had the best luck, to be honest. Um, I've been single for a long time. And it's just looking for someone and finding someone that has that compatibility, that person that really meets those basic criteria. Like for me, for sure, I'm looking for a man that has a relationship with God, because that's the foundation of who i am and everything in my life revolves around my relationship with god so to be with someone that doesn't share that faith and that commitment that would just it would be a waste of my time a waste of his time because at some point we would just but heads about certain things, you know. To me, spending time in prayer, um, studying the Word of God, and listening to sermons—I serve at my church. You know, I teach Sunday school. You know, I, I'm involved, not just to show off and say, "Well, I'm a good Christian woman," and you know, blah blah blah, but because I'm genuinely interested in nurturing a relationship with God and a closeness with God. You know, and if I'm with someone who kind of feels like lukewarm about god about the things of god to me it's a bit of a turn-off and i've gotten a lot of flack because of that because people assume that i'm i'm being picky unrealistic and they tell me stuff like well what if you meet a guy you know who's who's not he's not saved or believe in god but he's amazing and blah blah but blah. i'm like yo you're missing the biggest part that looking for. yeah you know i need someone that and i was talking to a good friend of mine about that this week is that I want to be with someone that if I'm at I'm at my lowest point I'm I'm sick and my faith is low and I'm I'm hopeless and I'm not myself I need someone by my side who will fight for me someone who will fight in prayer someone who will be that support for my spiritual health someone who will be like don't like come on, Lindsay, you got this, like, let's pray. I yeah. need someone like that in my life because that is that is my anchor. My faith with like my faith in God is my anchor. Mm-hmm. And whoever I choose to share my life with has to have that same um thirst, that hunger to be close to God and to seek God in all things. And you know, I want someone to worship with me someone you know with who i can go to church and worship and just have devotional time at home something as simple as that to me is simple but you know some people might say like well okay you know you're asking for a lot you know what if you just meet a guy who's like okay hey, he, he's okay with god and you know he, he might know a few verses in the bible but but i need someone strong like in the bible the man is the spiritual leader in the home You know, so if if I'm looking for a leader, that's that's got to be a man who can be who can be like who can be led by God, so he can lead me spiritually. That's my vision, and that's that's what I'm looking for. But you know, when you're looking at modern society, like it's not a a requirement. So Mm
2: -hmm.
0: you know, I'm kind of going against the grain here by longing for something that might be a bit more difficult to find than someone who doesn't have that requirement on their list. But that to me, that's like non-negotiable. Cause you know, when you're in a relationship, the person you're with to be your support system, right? Um, regardless of faith, when you're in a relationship, you want someone to have your back, you know, you're looking, yeah, you're looking for like a boo, but you're looking for a homie. And homies have your back. <laughs> So when mm-hmm. you're with someone, you want to feel that they have, like, you have the you have the support, they have your support. And when you're, you know, you have um, difficulty to meet a goal, or you, you're feeling discouraged, or you're feeling that, you know, I don't know, life is just throwing like all kinds of stuff at you, and you, you feel overwhelmed. You want the person you're with to give you those words of encouragement, give Be you,
2: able to bring you back,
0: bring you back, and provide a safe space for you to to feel your emotions but to also um kind of revive your hope and revive your 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 energy and to uplift your spirit so to me um spiritually i have that longing to have someone with whom i'm spiritually compatible with that's like the biggest part of my list and you know i have other like Part of my list that are like, okay, I'm looking for someone who's very attentive, caring, someone, yes, family-oriented, someone who's into the arts. I mean, I'm a writer. I can't, like, am I going to date a guy who's like, ugh, you know, writing, writing? Are you writing
2: again?
0: What? And another poem. This makes no sense. <laughs> oh, no, another poem. You're, you're writing another bestseller, you know? <laughs> you know, I mean, that that wouldn't work you know um and i, I was in a situation at some point where i met a guy and he had some stuff in common but his relationship with god is not that he he didn't believe in god he did believe in god but his relationship was i won't say so so but he wasn't as invested as i was and he was he was very caring very attentive you know he was very sweet and you know something's missing something yeah. missing unfortunately yeah. Thing that could not have helped sustain the relationship. And it's really important, especially the
1: the the relationship with God. Like my my parents have been married for 30 37 years. And thank you. And to your point, Lindsay, my parents, my mom was like Christian. She um she got baptized I think when she was 14. So she was always that woman that would drag us like to church and everything. And my dad was a Catholic. So he would go to a sermon. So it was 45 minute sermon on the Sunday. And that was it. That was enough for him.
2: In and, and out.
1: In and out. Exactly. <laughs> there was like no, no extra stuff, you know, and you know how it is when you go to, to a Christian church, you're there like, as of like 10 in the morning until tw- Intro,
2: praise and worship <laughs>
1: exactly the announcements you know everything so mm-hmm. my dad was like no like i can't do this i can't follow you in there but he always respected my mother's need to be um to be involved in church she always he always respected the fact that she insisted that we go to church with her right and I remember my mom would tell me, like, honestly, it was hard for her because she did feel like she didn't have, like, that full support in the sense that, you know, if she needed to, like, pray at home and stuff like that, like, my dad wouldn't say, like, oh, no, you can't pray at home, but he would not be there. You know, this is, this is your thing. I'm going to do mine. And it took, to be honest, I think it took about 20 years of like the same routine before my dad actually converted, got baptized and started to go to church with her. And that was his choice. But you know, if you're building something with somebody and you don't have that thing in common, then it becomes like this wall that you have. And it's not easy to break down. It's not easy to go over. So I definitely understand, Lindsay, your point where you're saying like religion, well, not, not religion, but you're, your godly relationship is like the most important thing for you, and that's what you're looking for in a partner. And it's
2: non-negotiable. Totally,
1: it's totally okay to put this in your non-negotiable list and leave it right there on top. Um, don't compromise on it. Like stick, stick to your guns.
2: Yeah, and that's it, my number one. Yeah, god fearing. If you aren't yeah. god fearing, we ain't got nothing to talk about because mm-hmm. the most. I feel like now I'm not saying everybody has to be religious. I'm not saying that everybody has to go to church every Sunday and, you know, but you, I feel like you need to have that aspect of humbling yourself because if you can't put God before yourself, how can you put me before yourself? And I've come into situations where it's like, The moment that I wasn't able to do something for somebody, it was like, well, yeah, Yeah. I'm out. Like because they couldn't put they couldn't put my needs before their own needs. And I feel like, especially as a man, that's what we're constantly doing. Like, it's gonna be God, the kids, the wife, the house, the job, (laughs) the everything. I'm I'm somewhere down here and, and two at the bottom of the list. Once I knock off all these, then I'll probably take care of myself. But if I don't have anybody saying, okay, well, you know what? I need to put him first because I can't, I can't put myself last and then come dead last on everybody else's list, you know, at the same time. So I think when you have somebody that's God fearing, they say, okay, well, look, God, I'm going to handle you first. Then I can put like, that's when you can kind of lower yourself because you're like, all right, well, Somebody got me. I got to get somebody the same way that I want somebody to get me. And I think that's where that godly relationship comes into play. And I think a lot of times for men, where we struggle with is we're not really emotionally backed. I feel like women go through things emotionally that kind of put you at a rock bottom type of situation where you're like, oh, I'm at my lowest. You know, like maybe you were heartbroken. Maybe you're like, you know, like I just feel terrible like and i feel like that kind of leads you with an open heart to god i feel like that emotional damage and i don't want to say damage but like that emotional heartache kind of leads you to god and you're like okay god like i'm submitting like i'm done like this is just not working do you (laughs) and i think for men it's like more of a, a a worldly thing Maybe I lost my job. Maybe my wife left me. Maybe, I, you know, maybe I lost a a a child. Maybe I lost a sibling or, you know, something that that kind of worldly possession that kind of destroyed me. And it's like, all right, I can't do anything else. I'm going to church. Like and I think that's where a lot of men are like, you know, they're like, ah, like I ain't got nothing else. I'm going to church. And then it's like, dang, like I was ah, this is exactly where I needed to be, you know, and especially for me. like I. I got baptized in 2015. I was a senior in college. I was getting ready to graduate. And for me, it was a situation of I didn't want to start a new chapter without God. I felt like I had went as far as I could. And I really didn't feel like I deserved to be where I was because I had not honored God the way that he deserved up until that point. So I was like, yo, God, like, look, I don't want to learn the hard way. Like, and this, and I really have conversations with God like this. Me and him are like, that's the homie. Like, I really be like, yo, God, look, all right, listen, bro. Like, listen, I don't want to do that. no. But it's like, I feel like I was really, I really sat down and have a conversation with him. And I was like, look, I don't want to learn the hard way that I should have let you lead my life. And that's when I was like, okay, I'm going to get baptized. Like, I'm going to like get into my word a little bit more. And the thing is, is like, and to your point, like, I don't feel like you have to be that every Sunday church person and, you know, writing in your Bible and, you know, maybe you don't do devotion every day, you know, but I think if you have a want or like a desire somewhere in there, there's going to be things that draw you to him that you can hear a lot more than whether you're like, "Uh, you know, religion, Uh, God, Like I don't believe in that stuff. I'm not spiritual. And I think that's where people, are losing in life. I think when things aren't going your way, like what do you have to live for? If you're not living for God, something that you can't see, if you can't humble yourself to love and and just seek something that's not tangibly touchable or feelable all the time, then how can you expect something to move in your behalf in the world? You know, like you want that job, but maybe you didn't meet all the requirements or maybe your application like maybe your resume is trash you know but it's like how can you really expect like God to pull through for you in that moment and you don't really believe it you know like and I think that relationship with God is so important for me because if I if I lose it all I need my wife to be able to handle it I need to be able to trust you and not figure out like oh if, if I ain't got it she gonna quit or she's not strong enough to, to hold down the family, you know? And I think yeah. in in past relationships, that's a conversation that really I struggled with and that kind of ultimately ended some relationships. I didn't trust people with my future. I I trusted myself, but it was like, well, if I ain't got it, what are you going to do? You know, mm-hmm. like, you don't, you're not, you're not already going after this thing or you're not already seeking these things and seeking something for yourself. So how can I expect for you to do that for me? And our family, if you're not even doing it for you, you know, which and I think, like you said, a man's a spiritual leader in the household who's leading you if it's not God, you know, like that's where you got to kind of be like, "Uh, that's why it's a non-negotiable because it's like, well, if you're not getting led by God, which is, you know, the ultimate, the most high, like, but then who's leading you? Because this is the positive. And if you ain't going to the positive, then you gotta be going to the negative. And I ain't got time for negativity. And most people don't have time for negativity. Period. So I think, like, as a man, you kind of gotta have that relationship. And I told somebody the other day, they were like, you know, well, what if, what if God isn't real? You know, what if, what if, what if these things aren't, you know, what we say they are? If that makes me feel like a good person, then what does it matter? Like, and and they were like, well, you know, you can't argue that. If I feel like this is what truly makes me a good person, if I feel like I'm intentional, if I feel like I'm giving myself you know, wholeheartedly and I'm you know, putting myself out there to a situation where I'm trusting something but that I can't put into words and I feel like in my heart that I'm doing the right thing, then who am I to say that I'm doing the wrong thing? Who are you to say that I'm doing the wrong thing? Who are you to say that this isn't working, you know? Um, and I think that's what we struggle with because it is a situation of you know I can't see God, I can't always hear God and I think um, when you're looking for a word, that's when you find it but if you're not looking that word going to keep coming right past you I told a buddy of mine, he's going through a situation, I said I saw God twice, I said, I said God tried to warn you twice, I said the third time, he's going to make sure it sticks and you're not going to like it and he was like damn, because I even pointed out to him, and if I can see it, then you should have been able to see it, because I'm like, God done warned you twice, I said, he done got you out of this one, and he done got you out of this one, I said, he not gonna do it three times, the third time, you're gonna be like, okay, like, now I gotta learn the hard way, that sucked, that was terrible, I'm done with that, like, I wish I didn't go through that. And that's what I said. Like, that's what led me. I was like, yo, God, I don't want to have to learn the hard way. And that's really what kind of led me to even start a master in the man. I'm trying to save people from learning the hard way. How many times did somebody tell you something in high school, in college, and you were like, ah, yeah, whatever. And then yeah. now you look back, what you're man? like, damn, like, I should have listened to that person. Even me, like, you know what I mean? I'm like, yo, I should, like, I heard things when I was 15, 16 that could have saved me five years of my life, five years. That's a long time. Do you know what can happen in five years? Like I heard things when I was in high school that could have, you know, I could have, I could have been a millionaire probably by now, you know, that I, I just, I just wasn't ready to hear, you know? And I think that's because one, I didn't have a role model. I didn't have a tangible role model. I didn't have somebody that looked like me doing the things that I'm doing, going through the things that I'm going through. That was cool that was popular that was a you know a, a good figure to look up to like i'm looking up to will smith who who don't even work you know what i mean I'm, I'm looking at videos of will smith while i'm on break like this dude can't relate to me i'm looking at videos of lebron playing you know what i mean talking about stuff while i'm in class like this dude can't relate to me lebron didn't even go to college like you know i'm like i need to find somebody who has gone through the things that i've gone through who will go through like I don't want to say a normal life, but a normal life, the, the, the average life. I think people feel like average is like a bad thing. And like, you don't have average without the outliers. Like, there's a reason that these celebrities are the outliers. There's a reason that everybody's not Jay-Z. There's a reason that there's only five, six black billionaires, like, you know what I mean, in certain industries. And that's because those are the outliers. And if you want to be an outlier, you got to start with the average. And then build up from there. That's that's the starting point. And I feel like people are trying to bypass the starting point. And it's like it's okay to be average. It's okay to be the norm because once you're the norm, then you can figure out how to not be normal.
0: That's a lot of good wisdom there.
2: It's um, definitely a lot. Um, you am just a vessel. You are a vessel. Um,
0: you were preaching. I mean, um, I'm I'm sure. I don't play
2: about God. That's my guy. I, I
0: mean, <laughs> listen. We. I don't can... play. We can tell, and we can tell how genuine you are in your faith. And I just want to say, like, thank you for dropping so much wisdom. And, hey. Luni, L- I want to thank you all.
2: Hopefully for- it helps somebody. That's all I want to do. It's
0: helping me. I'm, I'm receiving it. I mean, <laughs> if this was, like, meant to be for one person, and that was me. I-, I sincerely want to thank you guys for um, taking part in that episode. Um, oh, I- I'm glad. You guys were sharing a lot of wisdom, and I know a lot of people will benefit from everything that was said on this episode. Would you guys like to say any final tidbits of wisdom?
2: Get the book. Get the book. Get the book. Bestseller.
1: Let's make it a bestseller, for real. Bestseller. I, I would love that. Well, I'm, I'm one of the previews, Uh, one of the few people who's (laughs) to to see the cover beforehand. So, um, on online, when I saw it, it looked great, but like seeing it and then actually feeling it and having it with me, it's just, it's just really priceless and it's precious.
0: Um, I'm, I'm very happy, um, that people are supporting this book and, uh, supporting the podcast and uh, the new website. I'm very, um, I'm excited. This is a new chapter for me. And I can't wait to see the good fruit that come from this new venture. And I'm I'm invested in providing quality content and uh, thought-provoking poems so people can have a conversation after listening to the podcast and after reading the book. So once again, I like to... Thank you guys and thank you um, to our listeners and to our viewers. Stay tuned for more content on the Alpha Female Chronicles YouTube channel. And you can listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many more platforms. I will provide you with all the links on the website, on Instagram, on the Facebook page as well. So on that note, we'll see you next time god bless keep the conversation going fellas don't don't be shy don't
2: mm-hmm. be, don't think don't let the alpha female name fool you this <laughs> is where you get the gems like this is where you learn the the thought process fellas okay. oh,
0: absolutely he, he didn't say it he said it yeah he said it and also ladies you can check out black fly on the wall and every week Every week? All right. Every week. Make sure to get the new content and tell your friends. Tell your friends. Tell your alpha females.
2: It's like it's like eight or nine men on there, ladies. Black educated males. So, hey, come All hear what we got to say. Great content.
0: <laughs> All right. So thank you, guys, and see you next time. Thanks. Bye-bye. Don't forget to buy your copy of the Alpha Female Chronicles poetry collection available in bookstores and online on the Friesen Press website.